Welcome to the Forest Path Podcast, podcast sharing the teachings of awakened meditation masters of the modern era. These translated teachings have been made into a podcast format for your convenience so that you can download teachings direct to your mobile device via your favorite podcasting app and listen to Dhamma wherever you are. I want to start this episode by thanking our regular patrons who are supporting the Forest Path podcast and other podcasts in the Everyday Dhamma Network. And a special thank you to a new donor, Ariel, who is a fan of the Forest Path podcast. This podcast is a labour of love for me, but I really appreciate the support of generous donors who are helping to cover the costs of this podcast. If you'd like to offer your support, there is a Ko-Fi donation link in the show notes below this episode, and also on the everydaydharma.net website. This episode is a talk given by the Thai forest meditation master Ajahn Tate, and it's titled The Five Spiritual Strengths. It is based on the five bala in Pali, and indeed in the book Words of the Master, which is translated by Stephen Taylor. The title is The Five Bala. And I've translated the title as The Five Spiritual Strengths for an English-speaking audience. You can find links to the original text in the show notes below. May you all benefit from hearing this gift of Dhamma. The Five Bala, Five Spiritual Strengths by Ajahn Tate. Today I'm going to talk about strengths. There are two kinds of strength. Physical strength can be developed by maintaining good health. Strength of mind, however, is something much harder to see. It has to be composed of the five bala. As far as taking care of the mind is concerned, the five bala are not its strengths. Instead, they are the means to develop strength of mind. Taking care of the mind is done via sadha, faith bala. Faith is a great source of strength. Virya, diligent effort, is another source of strength. Sati, mindfulness, and samadhi, firm concentration, and panya, wisdom, are the other facets of strength of mind. When these five dhamma appear together, they have to make the heart bold and fearless. They also have the power to propel us to magga, path, pala, fruit, and nibbana, cessation of suffering. It can then be said that one has achieved the goal that one set out to achieve. In terms of what is sometimes said, such as you don't have enough parami, perfection, or your merit is too little, it all stems from these five bala. You simply don't have them in sufficiency. Sadha bala. Sadha means faith, strong belief in doing good. Belief that doing good begets good and doing evil begets evil. Belief that no one else can take your place in this cycle of good and evil. Belief that the perpetrator of the deed is the one who receives the result. The Lord Buddha was full of energy, so much so that he was able to sacrifice everything 
and give away all his possessions. Having made this commitment, he was able to sustain it. To begin with, we must be completely satisfied with giving alms. We must lend our full strength to this. Later, we can channel this sada into other things. Reckless people don't care for sada and become non-committal when it comes to doing good. Later on, the sada that would be born from sila, morality, samadhi and panya is also exhausted. Belief in self-sacrifice is gone and so is the merit that goes with it. I want you to have firm sada in looking after your sila, regardless of whether you keep five precepts or eight precepts or ten precepts with good karma. But don't set your sights on 227 precepts like monks unless you have strong faith, because that would be a waste of time. The same can be said of samadhi. If you are not satisfied with having just a little kanika samadhi or a little upachara samadhi, you won't practice further. You will abandon samadhi. On the other hand, if you are gratified by the amount of samadhi that you have, you should resolve to develop steadfastly to the best of your ability. Progress will naturally flow. Panya is no different. If we don't resolve to examine the little insights that we get, if we don't drive sada to be fearless, then it will be all for naught. The reason why people cannot be bothered is because they don't have sadha. They are uncertain about what they are doing because they lack sadha. They make excuses. They let things slip in their mind. They are confused. They forget. This is because their sadha is lacking. This is how sadha is lost. Because of this, you should promote sadha. Making sadha fearless and nurturing it is the first step. Develop sadha as much as you can. When you have sadha, virya will be encouraged and this will assist in performing a whole host of tasks such as being philanthropic and seeking out opportunities to be generous. No matter how small or great that generosity may be, always have it at the forefront of your thoughts. Having sadha supports acts like these. Viryabala. Diligent effort. Try to maintain it constantly. When you have sila established, work at keeping it and don't let it lapse. At first, looking after sila is intermittent. Work hard to keep it for longer. Try to make sila become your second nature. As its purity increases, keep sila at the forefront of your thoughts. Know what is flawed and what is perfection. Those that don't consider sila can have goodness inside them, but they don't see the value of it. In the olden days, they used to say, this is like a monkey having glass or a chicken having gemstones. Try to see the value of maintaining sila. Try to see the value of panya and samadhi. However much you practice samadhi, a lot or a little, just think back to the time when you didn't practice at all. If you've meditated a few times, it's good that you see what samadhi is. Those who don't see the value of samadhi will never practice. Experiencing samadhi gives rise to perseverance and effort.
If you keep trying, one day you will succeed for sure. Bala are the powers that make things happen. Sati Bala Sati means firm mindfulness of various objects. When Sada and Virya have been present, there may be times when delusion causes you to believe in the wrong things. Your effort becomes ill-directed towards unwholesome things. If there is no sati cocooning the heart, there will be nothing watching over it, determining what is proper or improper, right or wrong, or what is in accordance with the Dhamma, the teaching of the Buddha, or not. Listening to the directions of a teacher or his admonishment must be done with sati protecting the heart so as to determine if the words are correct. This way you will travel the right path. Most of us just have sada, but sada must be supported by virya in order to provide the most assistance in seeing what is improper. When we do do something improper, it is not up to someone else to admonish us. Taking responsibility is the right thing to do. It is not appropriate for someone else to reprimand us. Someone else doing so is not the same as doing it ourselves because it is we who have the strong sada and much virya. Those who have sati walk evenly. They don't lean to one side or the other. This is called majjama patipada, the middle way. Ordinarily, those with sati don't see themselves as being good. People are generally not good. Because of this, we have to be careful, paying close attention to things when taking instruction from others. As I have said consistently, someone who says they are a good person is yet to be a good person. Those who think they are special or super smart are stupid. Samadhi Bala Samadhi is one of the most important foundations of Dhamma. Sadha, Virya and Sati must come together in order to achieve Samadhi. If these factors don't come together, then there will be great confusion. Wherever Buddhism goes, it teaches. If that teaching does not penetrate your heart, you haven't reached the essence of Buddhism. All the factors must coalesce in order for the teaching to enter the heart. Everything in this world has to have a point of origin. Making a living, whether by trading or working in government, in whatever city, the commonality is we do it to feed ourselves. The point is to make money. We make money and put it all together in a wallet or purse. Even with farming, for example rice farming, the rice has to be carried and mixed together in the rice yard, then it has to be gathered into the barn, then it must be dehusked. Then it has to be boiled before it is concentrated in the mouth and then we, the stomach. And that is an end of the matter. Buddhism's teachings are very broad. If the factors don't coalesce and achieve samadhi, then you won't reach the heart of Buddhism. This is why I have consistently said, Buddhism teaches that there is a point of convergence that is the ultimate, beyond doubt, the end of the line. This is unlike other philosophies of life which teach eternalism. Just as the 84,000 stanzas of the Dhamma can be summed up in a single word, vigilance. Magga is the path to tread to reach Magga, Pala and Nibbana, 
which coalesce at the singularity of Magasamangi, the coalescence of the Eightfold Path. So it is said that Buddhism teaches about reaching the end, but there is no traveller that follows this path and reaches the end. Panyabala Panya investigates our sankhara, conditioned phenomena, and body. Whatever is seen, we focus the magnifying glass on it. Right in front of our eyes, we see old age and dysfunctional disintegration, a body withered and wrinkled. This is anichang, impermanent, dukkang, suffering, and anatta, void of self. This is all you need to see. There is no need to look elsewhere. Try to focus your attention on this consistently. Through doing so, you will see the root cause of ageing and disintegration. The deterioration of Sankara is not so easy to see. Sometimes they go through their whole life cycle and we don't even notice. Even when we are old and near death, we are still intoxicated by the idea of youth. Those who scrutinise ageing, dilapidation and withering away see the investigation as wonderful. They see it as being the way to freedom. Samadhi won't arise if there is no panya. Without panya, there is no sada, no virya. The sada that I am talking about is not some sort of mystical sada. The notion to give alms and make merit is an aspect of panya causing us to seek out such opportunities. This is panya. Putting in the effort to make merit is also called panya. The reason that the chitta can converge into a singularity is because of panya. Samadhi is achieved because of panya. These types of panya are weak types. When convergence happens, it's called panya. If the highest level of panya is reached, this is called vipassana panya. These five bala encourage the heart to have fierce and solid energy, so much so that samadhi is achieved. This samadhi is then capable of developing panya at the most advanced level, which in turn can lead to maga, pala and nibbana. That concludes the Dhamma teaching, The Five Spiritual Strengths by the Venerable Arjan Tate. If you'd like to hear more talks by Arjan Tate and other meditation masters of the forest tradition of Theravada Buddhism, subscribe to the Forest Path podcast using your favorite podcast app. This teaching by Arjan Tate was translated by Stephen Taylor and produced by Upeka PTYLTD, and it is made available for free distribution. According to the tradition, Dharma should not be sold like goods in the marketplace. Permission to reproduce this publication in any way for free distribution as a gift of Dhamma is hereby granted and no further permission need be obtained. However, when using or copying or in any way reproducing material in this publication, the source must be cited and fully acknowledged. Reproduction or any distribution in any way for commercial gain or fundraising is strictly prohibited. You can find out more about the Forest Path podcast by going to the link in the description below this episode where you can find information about the previous episodes and teachers as well as English translations in text. 
The Forest Path podcast is part of the Everyday Dharma Network. If you go to the everydaydharma.net homepage, you can discover more about the three other podcasts on the network also. This podcast is produced and narrated by Sol Hannah. If you like these audio resources that I'm making available for free in a convenient podcast format, you may want to become a supporter or even a member of the Everyday Dharma Network on the Ko-Fi Creators platform. Thank you for listening. May you all experience insight and peace. Thank you.